Hey everyone, my name is Carly Ann, and I'm a health and wellness enthusiast who dropped out of grad school to travel the world and discover my real passion and desire for helping others. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm kind of just figuring it out as I go. I'm on an ever-evolving journey that is often messy, unsure, and a bit crazy at times, but I am choosing crazy over easy. Throughout each episode, I hope you find yourself inspired and motivated to love the journey you are on while also learning to appreciate when things feel like somewhat of a hot mess. Thanks again for tuning in. I am your host, Carly Ann, and this is the Crazy Over Easy Podcast. Welcome back to the Crazy Over Easy podcast. As always, I am so excited to have you guys on today. I do have an incredible guest with me today who I'm really looking forward to chatting with because we have talked for quite a while over social media and just discussed that we have very similar opinions and viewpoints, yet our journeys are entirely different, which as you guys know, I love that. I love when we can reflect and resonate with one another, yet have very different journeys. You guys also know that I love to bring up how I'm feeling, where I'm at in life, and, you know, discuss a lot of these topics with all of you and unpack, you know, some of the too much information, but you guys know that we all love that and just love sharing. But I do think from a coaching perspective or, you know, going through life, whether it's athletics or business or relationships, sometimes we do learn more when we can hear a similar topic, but from somebody else's viewpoint. And I think that that's something that a lot of us find value in. So, Today, the guest that I do have on with me, we have, like I said, completely different journeys, but it is so fun because we resonate a lot with the message that we are trying to get across. So I thought it would be wonderful to have her on and talk about a lot of the, the topics that we've kind of discussed over the course of, gosh, the last 40 episodes, but to bring in just a different viewpoint. So I'm going to let her do the honors of introducing herself. But without further ado, I would love for you guys to meet Isabel. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? So good. I'm honestly so excited. And I feel like, you know, we were just chatting off air, just like, it's so interesting to me, you know, to get to know you through social media, but even for us just <laughs> to take those 10 minutes and be like, okay, so since we talked at the very beginning, you know, this is how you transition. And right. it's so fun back of like, oh my gosh, we've chatted for, you know, so long through social media, but you know, now just taking the time to hop on to a call. I know. I'm so glad we could set this up. Like you said, I think that even if we're having conversations that have come up in the past, there's always like seasons of transition, I guess, in our life. So it's always something to revisit and hear in a new light. And I just, I can't wait to dig into it. I fully agree. And I think a big thing for me that I'm learning is messages that I maybe heard a year ago still impact me, but in a whole new way, right? Like in that new season that I'm in, I'm like, oh, wait, that last year hit me because I was in this emotional state. Whereas this year I'm in this season of life. So it hits me this way. I love that. But for anybody who does not know who you are, would you mind just kind of giving us a a little elevator chat of who you are and um, just let us get to know you? Of course. So like Carly Ann said, my name is Isabel Sprinkles. Um, I'm 22 and I live in North Carolina. So we are on the opposite sides of the country right now. I'm so glad we could sit down. But um, I'm just a huge lover and enthusiast of everything health and fitness. And um, the reason I'm here today is because I'm in this huge transitional place of trying to turn my passion into my profession, um, which I know that you touched on, Carly, and before, um, I'm trying to remember how you phrase it, turning your passion into your your purpose. 
Is that right? Yeah. I, yep. Yeah. I always talk about <laughs> yeah, passion and purpose. And sometimes they don't turn into our profession, which I love that you just use that word because it's like, gosh, passion into our profession. Whereas for me, it was like, is my passion my purpose? So I love that you bring up that, you know, slight little change because it is, right. it's so and unique. It, it's and so it totally fun. doesn't have to be. Um, it's just health and fitness has always been something that's pulled me and pulled me and pulled me. Um, so now I'm here where I am and it's this huge transitional time and I'm so excited to just get started helping others in their journey and, um, just talk about it today. I love that. And I think it's such a perfect time. I mean, obviously for a lot of you listeners, it could be six months from now. It could be, you know, a year from now that you're hearing this, but it is, you know, middle of July. And I just feel like a lot of people just graduated college or mm-hmm. we're in this COVID situation. You know, there's so much transition going on. And so I find it so valuable to reflect on it and actually, you know, maybe get the perspective of struggles from somebody else, but also the positives. And so I think that it's, you know, we're always going through seasons and we're always going through transitions, but I mean, last week we had, um, the whole like senior class of our, our small town, you know, go through the town and do their, uh, parade, you know, like the car parade or whatever. And the police escorts. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Like they're graduating high school right now, you know, but in such a strange time, but I just go back to that place of my life, you know, graduating high school, graduating college, like just trying to figure out what those next steps are. So I love that we're bringing this up because I just think transition comes at such different times for, so many of us. So. Right. And I do actually know, I have a couple friends that um, are younger than me and they did just graduate college. And I know that I've heard feedback from graduating during COVID, you know, that it's really hard to find a job right now. And yeah. I, mean, I totally understand how scary that is. And I think I've just really been trying to reiterate to them, like use this time as reflection, because I know when I graduated college, I was like, okay, I need a job right now. Like that was yep. the only thing I was focused on. But And then, I mean, I loved my first job, but I jumped into it very quick. So maybe this can give people time to reflect and see what's really out there, what's best for them. You know what I mean? I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I I didn't know what I wanted. And I think I feared that. I think I feared um, not knowing what direction I wanted. And so I just, like you said, immediately, you know, they're getting their jobs. I immediately applied for grad school because I was like, okay, school's safe, right? Like you have a schedule, you have a routine, it's a title. (laughs) So for me, I was like, okay, jumping into this, you know, loans or not, like I just need to have something situated for myself. Um, And I never took that time to reflect. And it wasn't until, I don't want to say like my world came crashing down, but I just felt very unfulfilled. And I was like, whoa, like what's up? And it was just because I had never taken that time to self-reflect. And I love that you bring that up. I talked a couple weeks ago, my birthday, my best friend was over and she's like, gosh, you know, I've talked to so many of my coworkers who took the last four months to work on themselves and, you know, really take some time to reflect. And she's like, I feel like I kind of wasted COVID. And I was like, I (laughs) kind of feel the same way. You know, I feel like a lot of us just took on that heaviness of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think, you know, taking time to reflect, I also think that's hard, right? Because sometimes that makes us go through a lot of emotions that maybe we don't want to. Right. Um, you know, I know I've experienced that just with the miscarriage and everything. Like there's just, there's just times in our life where we're like, oh gosh, we really need to reflect on these emotions because if I act out of these emotions, it's not going to be pretty. So right. it's hard to get I into think, those. Yeah. And it's, it's scary. It's hard. I think it brings on a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear. Um, but I would love to know a little bit about how you got to where you are today, whether it's like on your business venture or within your fitness journey. I know that you've, you know, you've told me a, a number of times and you've mentioned on here, health and fitness is so important to you. So is that something that was ingrained in your life? Was it through athletics? Like what, what does that look like? How that kind of gets you to where we are now? 
Yeah, that's actually a great question because I feel like I really can't talk about what I'm doing right now without, you know, going all the way back into my past because I think like you, I was very athletic growing up Um, from the time I was four playing t-ball up until high school. I literally tried every sport you can think of. Um, Lacrosse was really my passion near the end of it. I played all four years of high school and um, I actually co-founded the team. So that was like my love was lacrosse. And then, you know, fast forward to college, I didn't decide to play in college. And you just kind of, it's like a wall hits you being in college, being on your own, not having that structure that you did in sports and things like that. And I would say that year, I really struggled with my health, both uh, emotionally, physically, mentally, all of it across the board. Um, And then I would say about a year later is when I was like, okay, (laughs) we need to get this in order. Um, Because I, I mean, part of, part of, my love for it before was, you know, the athletic side of it, but it was also aesthetic. You know, I was playing these sports or doing these workouts to look a certain way. Um, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until my health suffered so much that that one year that I was like, okay, I need to take care of my body because it does so much for me and I need to do something for it. I need to invest in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's the point where I really started to dive into overall health and fitness and let's see, that was four years ago, I believe. And so since then, it's just been a lot of personal experience, personal research, trial and error. You know, I just have, it's just been such a ride since then, but, um, it's always been what I do on the side. So yes, when I went to college, I got a degree in something completely unrelated. I got a degree in criminology and then, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And then I graduated. And like I said, I hopped at one of these jobs. i um, it was actually one of the top of my list. So I was absolutely ecstatic. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and I was a paralegal at the district attorney's office where I live and I had plans to um, go to law school and all these different things. And then it's, it's a big transition going into the working world from college. I don't want to gloss over this. Yeah. This I, was actually quickly, I was going to quickly ask, was it like to jump into, was it more or less just because you didn't know what you wanted to do or was it like in terms of directionally or going with your passion or was it appealing? I asked this because I have a sister who she's graduating next year. So her and I are pretty far apart in age. Mm -hmm. And she, like every time I talk to her, you know, what she focuses on so heavily is the security of that job. If that makes sense, like from a financial perspective, from a title perspective, from having a job. And so like when we have these discussions, now that I'm leading my life a little bit more by passion, sometimes I get so like, not frustrated, but I can sometimes see that we are still not seeing eye to eye. So I guess I ask, like, was it just out of security? Was it out of, oh, this is the dream job that I've been working hard for these last four years? Or Honestly, I think it was a little bit of both because yeah. I always knew that I wanted to be in the legal field in some capacity. Um, I didn't know the exact direction, but I definitely hopped at this particular job because it was secure. I was, you know, working for the government and you know, there's a lot of job security that comes with that. So I think it was definitely a combination of the two. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Um, but then, you know, once I got started, I definitely didn't, I don't think I handled the transition as well as I could have. And if I could go back and do it again, I would. So I just want to reiterate to anyone that's going through that transition right now that just graduated college or maybe just entering the working world from high school, whatever your scenario is, 
it's a big transition going from having structure, being dependent on your parents, all these different things into being on your own, supporting yourself financially, all these different things. Yeah. And it's really important to give yourself some grace in that time period. Absolutely. I, I, I think for me, I, and again, I'm a very emotional person. So I think I emotionally didn't want to deal with things, but I think like you said, you were so like, I relied so much on my parents, whether it was financially or whether it was, you know, you call them before you make a decision, all these things. And I felt like I stamped that title of, of adult onto me as fast as possible. So it was like, okay, I'm making all my decisions. I'm an adult. I can take care of myself. And I think, you know, talking about transition, I think we fear asking for help. I think not even just in transitions of life, but in any place of life, I think mm-hmm. we fear that asking for help or admitting like, Hey, I'm kind of struggling. Like, I just don't know if this is, you know, and not even asking if it's right. Cause we shouldn't need that validation or that, you know, but I think having those conversations out loud sometimes helps us process or actually admit to ourselves the way that we're really feeling, you know, like, right. I'm accepting this job because I want financial security or, you know, I'm afraid to not accept a job because then that might mean not having financial security. It might mean not having a title. It might mean not using my degree. So I think that's definitely where I was at. Right. Well, I think that we just accept that as the norm that, you know, you graduate and like you're an adult now and it's, we accept it as a norm so much to the point that we don't, we don't see it as as much of an transition as it is. And I know for me personally, I was the first few months that I was working this new job, I was coming home at the end of the day and I was exhausted and I was mad at myself because I was like, I can't get to this workout or I can't make this amazing meal that I wanted to, or spend as much time with my family. And I was just really hard on myself. And looking back, I wish that I had been better about that. And I hope that anyone else that's in this period right now just realizes that you need to take care of yourself first before you can check all the other boxes, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was going to ask you what, so what did health and fitness look like? Cause you, you mentioned, you know, the health and fitness transition when you got into college, you know, not having sports and all of that, but I would love to know, cause I didn't enter the corporate world. I went straight to grad school and then I left the country. So right. what did, what did that look like? Just going straight from, you know, already kind of a complicated health and fitness, uh, I guess like foundation mm-hmm. in college. You know, I think a lot of us go through the, is it cardio that we're doing? Is it not eating that we're doing? Am I drinking? You know, it's just huge, just, you know, kind of a mess. It's hard to find a solid foundation. So what you couldn't make those meals, you couldn't do those things. So how, or did you ever find that time to start making that a priority for you? I think that my health and fitness during that time, I definitely improved in some ways, but I definitely fell short in other ways. For example, I mean, most, I mean, people do more drinking in college. I think that's just a given. (laughs) And so, you know, when I graduated and I was working, um, there was less of that. And then that was, you know, a benefit. And then I would say that I probably worked out five, six days a week when I was in college. And it, (laughs) that was not possible anymore when I was working. It just, you know, it would get away from me or this, that, or the other would come up. And so I worked out about, I would say like four days a week, which is still really great. You know, there's that, um, totally, you know, you can achieve all your goals and what, what have you with that amount. Um, but as far as meals and everything like that, it was a lot of meal prep, (laughs) which is great. But another thing that I was just dead because I had no time at the end of the day to, to, 
you know, I would prep my meals and then I would get my workout in and then, oh, you know, 930 time to go to bed and do it all over again. (laughs) So it was um, tough. I think a lot of it is just, I think you adjust. I think it feels in the time it feels like, oh my gosh, this is my life forever. (laughs) And then, you know, I think it took me like five, six months to adjust, but you do. And you find a way that works best with your schedule and things like that. And then I think once you do figure that out, or at least once I got adjusted, then I was like, okay, I'm adjusted, but am I fulfilled yet with this job? If that makes sense. Uh, for, I was just going to ask, you know, you were talking about checking off the boxes. And I feel like so often we think, okay, am I checking off work? Am I checking off my workout? Am I checking off my food? But we don't think about where, how am I mentally, how am I emotionally, how am I, you know, on all those levels. So I was right. just going to ask, you know, how are you feeling in the other aspects? You know, if you're going to work, coming home, getting your workout in, eating your food and going to bed, you know, how are you feeling in your social life or your family life and in your job? Like, were you actually fulfilled or was it, I sometimes just say like, (laughs) oh, check check the box off today. Like got that work done. Well, I think that it really goes hand in hand, you know, the mental, emotional, physical, all of it plays into each other because, you know, I was doing this job and I, I wasn't fulfilled by it. And So at the end of the day, when I had spent eight hours doing something that I wasn't fulfilled by, I came home grumpy. I was not enjoyable to be around. I had a negative headspace. So I think that that definitely played a big role into it. And then once I, you know, realized that I wasn't fulfilled and it wasn't because I was adjusting anymore, it was because I just wasn't on the right path for me. That's when I realized I needed to make a change. Was there like an actual moment or like a day at work or something that happened? Because I mean, this was, you, you love law. Like you wanted to go to law school. Like this is what you, ultimately at that time, it was a passion of yours, right? Like it's not like you just right. chose a random job. So, I mean, was there a specific moment or was just all of a sudden this evaluation of, wow, I'm feeling pretty, you know, I, or I don't know what that feeling is. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say that there was one specific moment. I... There was a moment where I was like, okay, I'm not fulfilled. And I I thought, okay, well, I can just add something else to my plate that'll kind of even the scales, you know? And yeah. so I that at that point I started studying for my certification in personal training and a couple of other courses, um, Master of Macros, uh, you know, Alessandra Skutnik, I believe is how you say it. Um, yeah. one of her programs she just released, loved that. Um So just, I was like, okay, well, if I just do this other stuff, it'll balance out how much I don't, I'm not enjoying, you know, the rest. And you were doing that just for personal enjoyment, not to like transition into coaching. No plans to take it anywhere, I guess. Yeah. I did it when I was competing. So I was like, well, I may as well learn, right? Right, (laughs) I may as well learn. I was such a nerd, but I was just so excited. (laughs) Um, And so that's kind of like what started. And then... And then it got to a point where I think I came home from work one day and I was um, studying and I had just worked out and I was talking to Harrison, that's my boyfriend, and I just had like a mental breakdown. I was like, I have got too much on my plate. Like I can't, I can't do everything and do, like you said, can't do everything and do one thing well. Is that right? Or yeah, I can't do everything or can't do anything and do everything well or do everything, do anything. Yeah, that was no, I love yeah. that. That spoke to me so much. Um, and I was just like, I'm doing all these things, but I'm not able to give it 100%. So that I think was really the sparking point for me was like, well, now I have to decide. I have this path that I plan to do my entire life. And I have this passion that like it keeps just coming back. 
to me. So which one am I going to go for? And so that's really when I made the decision. And then lots of long talks after that about, okay, how can I set myself up to put my notice in, you know, weeks, months, whatever down the road and still be in a good, stable position? Yeah. Because I know we've, we talked about, so I want you to kind of touch on this about like, taking that leap of faith or making that change in your life. And again, for anybody listening, you guys, this could be your relationship, right? Like this doesn't have to be business. This could be within your fitness journey, your health journey, your relationship. I feel like, you know, there's so many nuggets to this to take away. Health and fitness is obviously our passion. So oftentimes (laughs) that's the way conversation goes. But, you know, you had mentioned taking that leap of faith and making that change, but in a responsible way. So what does, what did that look like? I guess like when I see responsible, I'm like, all right, let's unpack that. So, you know, (laughs) right. And I, I'm definitely going to go into how that looked for me, but I think it really does look different for everybody. Um, and it's not a decision to make rashly, you know, I, once I decided to, it took me, it took me weeks to be like, okay, I'm actually doing this. And then months to be like, get me in a position that I was ready to actually do it. Yeah. So it's definitely something to think through. Um, And I think what's most important is just to recognize, um, I guess, who or what you're supporting and what you need at the end of each day that your job has been supplying for you. So for me, um, I live with Harrison. Me and Harrison live together. And so we contribute equally financially to home, food, all of those things. So that's what I was supporting And we just had to sit down and have this long conversation about, you know, what we need at the end of the day, how I contribute to that now with my job and how I'm going to be able to do that once I'm not at the same job and starting up this new venture. So you just have to, you know, like I said, figure out what your priorities are, what you need, and then set up steps for yourself to get there in X, Y, Z amount of time, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I love that. It's like such a not mathematical way of breaking things down, but I think, you know, like once, once a passion starts to fuel things, we can let it get away from us. Like, I hate to say that, but I think logic goes out the window sometimes. And we just think, Oh, this is my passion. It's going to fuel everything. Yeah. You just get so excited. (laughs) And and you get so excited because you haven't felt that in a long time, right? Mm -hmm. Like you haven't felt that fire and that passion to wake up every day and open that textbook or, you know, take that test or reach out to that client. And I think that that's something that, gets over the, the logic behind it gets overlooked. And, and I have a, you know, anybody listening, I have a full podcast on my business journey to where I am today. And I love it because it's actually very different from yours, which mm-hmm. is so, I love that. It's so, you know, unique. And, but I think it is wonderful when a lot of us can sit and reflect. I don't know if I took as much time to break down all the logistics, which I, you know, now again, that's hindsight. That's me looking back. Um, but I think that's also so important that you brought your partner into the situation. Cause I did the same thing. I was like, okay, Casey, this is what I'm going to do. I like, I'm going to do it what with or without your support, but I know that we won't work if it's with, you know, if it's right. ultimately without work, cause I couldn't take, you know, and I did the same thing. I pondered things for a few months, a few weeks, and then took that action of getting that certification and that was just step one, right? So that mm-hmm. was like four, you know, four months of certification. But then it what that didn't even include, okay, now how do you get an LLC? Now how do you form a business? How do you get clients? Like that was all completely still while working another job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I love that you talk about the logistics of it because it is like it's, you know, okay, how are we going to pay our bills? How are we going to get through this? How are we, you know, <laughs> and get, I think that how, is, yeah, sorry, go ahead. You know, showing up in life, right? Like, you know, 
not just showing up for ourselves, like I always talk about, but we still have to show up for reality, mm-hmm. <laughs> which sometimes isn't fun, but it's still, I love that. Yeah. Cause the logistics, anybody listening, feel your passion, but don't, <laughs> don't forget about the logistics. I think that just goes back to me at my core, like like we were talking about stability. I, I was yep. racking my brain. I was like, okay, I need this, 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 and this, which, you know, some people, they can take a leap of faith and, you know, just figure it out as they go, which is great. Um, but if you're not that person and you need to think it through, uh, just sit down, figure out what boxes you need to check and what you need to do so that months down the road, you're in a good position to do that. Yeah. I love that. It's so funny too. I don't know if I'm just like in a place of like relationships, but I do feel like a lot of women have reached out lately based off of like the relationships in their life and whether it's supporting their passion or, you know, all of that. And I think sometimes a lot of us want to, um, live in the fairy tale of our relationships, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And so I think, you know, that's another thing that anybody listening, you can reflect upon, you know, we can, Obviously, don't be over, over, you know, (laughs) logistical or whatever in a relationship. Like some of it has to just be, you know, compromise or whatever. But again, you know, I mean, I feel like a relationship is it's just like any other partnership. And with any partnership, you have to have these big conversations and it's just part of it. Exactly. So what did this end up looking like? So you've had the conversation with Harrison and yeah. So where, where did this take you? So I, which I'm so glad we're having this conversation right now because I am in the thick of it. Um, (laughs) I put in my notice probably about a month ago. I put in a two weeks notice, which was the scariest thing I've ever done. I can only imagine. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, Because I worked with, I mean, the most amazing people and it was just, it was a great opportunity and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And so, you know, you're playing out all these scenarios in your head when you're about putting in your two weeks and you're like, Oh my gosh, they're going to be so mad or they're going to be so angry or this, that, and the other. And then I go in to put in my notice and I could not have gotten a more supportive understanding response in the world. Um, and so that was really great because all my coworkers just reaffirmed that I was making the right decision, I think. So that really set me on a positive tone to start. That's all this. So awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. And that's another part of like the silver lining and all this is like, Maybe, you know, I spent a year doing something I wasn't meant to, but I found so many amazing people along the way. So that's just another way to, you know, find something positive out of it because I always try to do that. Absolutely. And also you had always wanted to go into that direction, right? So if you hadn't, who knows the what ifs you maybe would have had? I mean, for sure. I I feel like if I wouldn't have, you know, sat at a desk job for two and a half years, I wouldn't have even recognized that I wasn't living out my passion or, you know, had those weird feelings where you come home and you're like, something's off. (laughs) Like, I think that, you know, we just, like we said earlier, if you're not taking time to process those emotions, um, that's hard. But I do think sometimes, you know, I think, well, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of my sister's friends. Cause like I said, they're all in that thick of it. A lot of them just graduated this year. She's graduating next year. And you know, nobody really wants to do the, I don't want to even call it the lower end job, but the entry level mm-hmm. part of the job, you know, you have this, this dream of, okay, I want to be the lawyer. Right. So, or I want to <laughs> yes. be the CEO. Well, you old, like I'm, you can't just start there, no right? Like even if you're exactly, even being the quote unquote CEO of your own business that you started, you have entry level positions within the roles that you're doing, right? right. You take on that one client. You don't take on a hundred clients, open a, you know, Instagram, open a podcast, open a blog. Like you don't do it all at once. There's little bits that you take. So I think 
nobody should fear those beginning steps or those beginning jobs. It does not, you know, take away from the person that you are or from the direction that you're going to end up getting to. If you're going to become that lawyer, you're going to work your ass off to get there, but you're going to have to have those entry-level positions. And Mm -hmm. I think that with social media, I think a lot of us just look for status. Like we just want to be able to, you know, have that higher title and whatever that may be. Like, what's the next thing I can do? You know, you're, you're already in your, your position. It's, we're already thinking about what's next. And I think that that helps fuel life and fuel drive and motivation. But I think it's important to also recognize where we're at. And I love that you're talking about you're in the thick of it right now, right? Like you're not at point B and everybody knows that, that that's listening. I love to talk about getting from point A to point B. Cause once we're at point B, it's hindsight. It's, we get to kind of gloss it over, but right. you're in the thick of it. And I think that that's something that, you know, even goes back to my, my podcast that I talked about with Laura a long time ago, Laura Novotny, just about maintenance mode. And sometimes we feel like, if we're not taking steps forward, then we're taking steps back. But we, I think we're in such a fast paced life now that we forget to just even take a moment to recognize where we're at. Like how the heck did we get here? Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your job, I love that you bring up the silver linings. It's like, that was a very pivotal point in your story and in your journey. Like there's nothing negative about it. There might be some gloss over it now because it's slowly becoming hindsight. That year is over when you're in the thick of it. Like you said, you came home grumpy. You didn't come home your best self. Like that maybe didn't feel like a silver lining, but it's part of that story and it's part of getting you to where you wanted to go. But you did start self-reflecting because look at, look at you, you started taking certifications how many months ago? Like clearly you right. knew, okay, I need to find something else to fuel my everyday motivation because it's not coming from work. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something, you know, for people to also recognize, like you said, passion can feel profession, but passion can also feel purpose. So it's, or purpose can feel passion. You know, I think taking a step back, we can always continue to grow. I keep talking about being a student of life. What are you interested in? You know, take a Pinterest class, take an online course, like something that's (laughs) going to just get you excited for that day. And maybe it leads to something else. And so I think that, you know, I don't know. Again, me on my crazy tangents, it could be my no, pregnancy I love brain. It. It is, nuts. I swear my train of thought these days. I'm like, <laughs> oh girl, where are you at? And I'm like, this is baby. I'm just blaming on the baby. But no, I, I think that that's so, uh, I don't know. So I love, I love that you're in the thick of it. So you, okay. So you literally put in your notice a month ago now. So are you, so did you, so after two weeks, were you done or so are you done now? Yes. So I'm done now. Um, okay. And so, like I said, kind of part of what sparked, um, this huge decision was I was loving studying for my certifications and taking these courses, but I couldn't give it 100%. So, um, that was my main goal. Once I did put in my resignation was like, okay, I'm just flat out like zoning in on finishing up my certification. So (laughs) that's my main goal right now is to finish that up, give that my 100%. And, um, It was really hard at first because so rewind like two and a half weeks ago when I had my quote unquote first day working from home and I was like, oh, okay, I don't have a routine. (laughs) What do I do first? Because like you were saying, like with the maintenance mode, it's like 
okay, I have to do the website and I have to do, you know, all just all the different business aspects. It's like, it seems like such a big picture. And I was like, okay, Isabel, before you have a panic attack, you just need to think <laughs> what, what steps can we take today to get us to our yes. end goal of being certified and um, helping men and women down the road to achieve their goals um, and fall in love with health and fitness like I have. So it was really tough. I'm not going to lie. And I'm, I'm still learning. It's such a learning curve. Um, but I think it's just really important to take care of yourself during that time. For me, it is like, I, well, first of all, I had to realize like, okay, what did I enjoy about the corporate world? What, what, what about that structure that I like? I loved having deadlines. So I've been setting deadlines for myself. So when am I going to get CPR certified? When am I going to take my exam? When am I going to, you know, open up this website? All these different things. Um, so that's one big thing that I had to do for myself. And then and from there, because I love that. I'm such a list person. And just so from when you put a goal, do you work backwards from that? So like, okay, if I have to get the certification by this date, or that's the date you're putting on to yourself, right? Do you like break it down going backwards, kind of like, okay, I need to get this page of the website done, right? Yeah. So like, for example, my exam, uh, I was like, okay, well, if I'm taking it on this date, then I need to get this many chapter chapters knocked out this week, and um, Love you that. know, just like small little steps. And yeah. one of your episodes, I think I got this from that I. I'm still working on, but I love that you brought it to my attention because I was awful about it was when you make a list for yourself, just give yourself two or three things because that I'm so yeah. bad about over committing myself. And then at the end of the day, I'm mad at myself because I didn't get it all done, but who could get all yes. seven things done? <laughs> exactly. No, I love that you bring that up. Cause that's something, I mean, I, I still, so I still love having that huge list. Like I, like everything that's like that. Emily Frisella calls it the brain dump. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you, like I have my priorities, needs, and wants notepad and I can brain dump on that, right? Like, okay, these are things that girlfriend would love to get done, but let's break it down to at least priorities, needs, and wants. And then when I look at my my priorities, it's like, okay, today, like when I'm filling out my planner, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I like to put things in for the week. I only give myself those two or three priorities for that one day because same thing. Like if I put that whole priorities list just in my planner and was like, okay, I'm going to check things off as I go through the week. It's like the (laughs) most stressful thing ever. So now I can just look at that huge brain dump on Sundays, fill out my planner. Like, okay, what's going to actually get fit in? I can put that priorities, needs and wants notepad away. So it's like, okay, Carly, it's not, you're not going to be staring at it all day long. Mm -hmm. And you just check those things off. And I love that because, you know, I was telling you, I really want to, I'm working on my book right now and I write down on my planner, work on book. Well, Carly, what the hell is that? <laughs> I'm like, am I doing the title page or am I breaking it down by chapter? So now I've actually had like, okay, you're going to edit XYZ chapter, or you're going to finish this chapter, or you're going to outline this chapter. So it's one aspect, right. not book, right? Because you can't cross that off. Like you literally can't cross off book because let's be honest, it might be done in five years. So even like my baby registry, I'm like, oh, stop putting registry on my damn planner. I have to put like fill in diaper needs. You know what I mean? But it's like, that's, so I love that you brought up, you know, you started to feel overwhelmed. So anybody listening, you guys, overwhelmed is normal, right? I think Isabel Mm -hmm. and I could totally agree that's something that anxiety, feeling overwhelmed. These are things that I think a lot of us just place upon ourselves. Because I think a lot of my listeners, I mean, we're all overachievers or paralysis by analysis, right? You mm. look at the, all the stuff you want to do in life. And we think, 
shoot, well, I haven't done it yet. So I'm never going to do it. Right. Like you just think it's too big of a, of a dream or it's too big of a process to go through. Right. You got- and if you wait to congratulate yourself or give yourself a pat on the back, once you've reached the end goal, I mean, you, you just, you weren't helping yourself out along the way. So no. you're like, Oh my gosh, I got one chapter done. That's awesome. Like each day you're just congratulating yourself. We are getting pumped up for the next day. And then before you know it, you've achieved it. So it's really just setting yourself up for success. 1000%. And anybody like and it can be sit- as simple as r- sitting down and finally writing in your journal, I'm going to make a change and addressing what that change is, right? Like it can be just that mental conversation that you have with yourself. The day that you probably finally were like, I'm doing this, whether it was, you know, not putting in your obviously putting in your two weeks notice, you had to have months prior of conversations and thoughts and, you know, whatever. So I think that it's so important to just give ourselves smaller accomplishments in order to pat ourselves on the back. Mm-hmm. So I love that, you know, you being in the thick of it, it just brings that up. Cause it's, I'm so I glad just, you said that because I was actually looking through an old notebook of mine the other day. And I came across this letter that I wrote to myself, um, when I was trying out different morning routines. <laughs> um, and I came across this letter that I wrote to myself and I said, today, I want to take the first step towards changing my career path. And, you know, here I am two weeks into it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so rewarding. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, I, oh, so, I mean, forever and a day ago, Casey and I owned a food trailer and I kid you not, we had this again at the time. I didn't know anything about like lists. So my list on our fridge was like 35 things long and on our fridge. Okay. So this is something <laughs> I stared at every day, started my morning off with this worst thing ever. You guys don't do it. Put it in like a pantry or something like put in your office, don't have it on your fridge. But I remember looking back one day about a year after we had started the business and granted, like that list just kind of sat there and I just got things done, but off of a different list, whatever. Long story short, I remember I looked up there and every little thing had been done. And I I remember that day that I had made that list and it was down to like every type of business legality you could imagine. I mean, all the headaches of just like, oh, I never want to do this. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling so, like you said, just, it was such an accomplished feeling to look up there and be like, wow, I did all that. Like at one point that felt impossible. That felt like I would actually not make it happen because it was so out of my wheelhouse. It was so out of my comfort zone. I do not have a legal background. I do not have a business <laughs> background. And so it is, it's, you know, write these things down, you guys. And, and, you know, like Isabel said, just something, take that first step and that writing that down, that's just then going to get your wheel spinning. Okay. What is that first step? Because let's be honest, that first step is not going to be making the website, right? That first right. step is going to be having those conversations with your family, you know, whatever. I mean, I know for me, gosh, you know, speaking of websites, I've had three different websites in the last couple of years just from growth and from, you know, you you evolve, you know. I think that's something that we all are looking for this balance in life. And I've talked about that in other episodes. Like that's gonna evolve. That's gonna change with every season of life, every venture you go on. So I don't think we should ever try and strive for this end destination, just recognize that, Hey, once I get to this certain point in life, that next point is going to show up. So I don't want to have this feeling of I'll be happy when, or Mm -hmm. I'll feel fulfilled when, or I'll no longer have anxiety when it's like, no, sorry, girl. I hate to break (laughs) it to you, but something else shows up. So, um, no, I love that. So what does this look like right now? What does the thick of it look like and where are you at? So like I said, I've been breaking it down into what I'm doing each day. So typically a day for me, 
Um, and I don't think we mentioned this earlier, but when I did start studying for my certification, I had just friends and family that knew I was studying for this reach out and say, you know, like, hey, I want to be first on the list. And I, you know, emphasized I'm not certified yet, but if you really feel that passionately about it, like I would love to help out in ways that I can. So, you know, this is what I can do right now. This is what I can do right now. Um, and as of right now, that's six of my close friends and family that I'm, I don't even know what the word would be, I guess, coaching helping. maybe would be yeah. Yes, helping. Yeah. Um, I love that. And so my first priority of the day is always studying. So I work on my certification and then I give a hundred percent to these six women that I'm helping right now. Um, which has just been, I mean, the most amazing journey. I, I just, I love seeing people light up when they realize like, Oh my gosh, my feel, my body feels so good today after this, or, you know, I achieved this today. Yeah. And it's just, it's been amazing. Um, and that's also really helped me narrow down like, okay, I, I love coaching. Like maybe that is what's going to come out of this certification, you know? Um, yeah. and so we still don't know what you want that direction to be 100% yet. Right. It, uh, I have narrowed it down within the past, um, few weeks. I, okay. I, well, I originally had the idea that I wanted to do, you know, completely virtual, um, personal training. And since helping out these women, um, I really enjoy the in-person aspect. And so I think, um, or I'm sorry, I know that down the road, once I finish up the certification, I'm going to be launching, um, hybrid personal training, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Um, so it'll be, you know, the option to do completely virtual, but also the option to have that in-person aspect because I mean, let's face it, our world is so virtual. And if we can connect with people that are, you know, five States over whatever, that's awesome. Um, so I think having both is what really spoke to me. Um, So like I said, studying right now for my certification, giving my 100% to these six women that I'm helping right now, and then taking these small steps so that when I am certified, I am in a good spot to start this business. So, you know, whether that's, you know, setting up the website or getting all the legalities done, baby steps, but to get me to that end goal. I, okay. So anybody who is listening, I'm sure you can agree having those first like five to 10. And again, like they are clients, but I know for me, I didn't, I didn't charge them or it was like a significantly decreased, you know, until I like was full. I didn't want to be out of my scope of practice, but I swear I learned so much. And I was like, thank goodness this is not a full paying (laughs) client because even a client questionnaire, right? Like once you have that developed, it's now developed. That's a system that now you have for your business. And Mm -hmm. I think that people, you know, I know for myself, I was like, how am I going to get all this stuff done? Well, once you take on that first person, it's like, okay, this has to get done because I have to give it to them. Well, now once you start to get systems in place, those things that at one point felt so overwhelming are now set up, right? So maybe you rebrand occasionally. So maybe you change the header or you realize, oh, I really need to input this one question into my client questionnaire. But it really does become... Because I know I have a lot of women who really do want to either get into the health and fitness world or maybe you want to start your own business. Start setting up those systems, right? Start creating those things. Take on those little clients or maybe you have an Etsy account, whatever it is. Make those little things for your friends or whatnot. Get their feedback. Get their testimonies. Get their photos, whatever it is. And now you're starting to build these systems. So don't wait until, okay, doors are open. I'm ready to take on my first 100 clients. Or, and P.S. Never take on 100 clients <laughs> if you're doing one-on-one training. But, you know, open your Etsy store, whatever it is. And I think that sometimes, you know, like we were saying – 
you put these systems in place. I overlooked even that type of a system, right? Like, oh, after I've done, you know, 10, 15, 20 programs for my clients, some of it is pretty repetitive for future clients, right? Unless they have an injury or an ailment or whatever, the stages of physical fitness, especially when you're taking them through like the three main phases of training are pretty similar. So you just adapt it to like, oh, this person wants to work quads more. This person wants to work glutes more, or they have a shoulder injury, whatever it may be. But you know, anybody who is in this place of life, setting up those systems, they're so annoying. But once (laughs) they're set up, they're there. So you know, I think, you know, especially with where you're at right now, like, and having those first few, those, you know, first few people that you're helping, those six women that you're helping, I'm sure for you, even every day, you're like, gosh, now I'm not, I'm never gonna have to do that aspect of it again, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm never gonna have to do that huge legality, sign this, whatever. Because I know for me, I got all my clients virtually and in person sign legality. And it was like, right. Oh, to even get that set up. I was like, what? Like, how do I go about doing this? But then once it's done, it's done. And it's like, wow, that's such an awesome feeling to know that that's one step closer. And that's something that, again, stop and pat yourself on the back because that Mm -hmm. could take a while to get figured out. And, you know, ask questions, reach out for help. Like, that's something that I think a lot of us don't know where to begin. And I know I had to have business mentors. I had to you know, beyond getting my certification, I had to pay for like actual business coaching because I didn't have that. So thankfully you have that (laughs) from a legality perspective, but. Right. And I think that it kind of goes back to what you were saying. It's like, don't feel ashamed of having like that entry level job because that's what it feels like to me right now. I feel like working working with just like a few, I guess, quote unquote clients, it feels like an entry level job because I'm learning all this stuff all over again, but it's, I wouldn't trade it for anything because it's such a great learning experience. Like just as much as they have learned from me, I have learned from them. And like you said, just putting these systems in place, it's been amazing. Yeah. So question for you with, um, and I know like you're still trying to find your place within social media and where you want to, you know, ultimately like put your message out. Do you feel, cause I get a lot of people who reach out who want to start, who want to take action, but they feel like it's a saturated market, which anybody who's listening, it's not. I promise you the audience you reach is completely different than other people. And if there's a few overlapping people, let's all just support one another. Isabel and I were talking about that. It's not taking clients from each other. If somebody connects with somebody else better than you, let them go that like ultimately it's their, it's their happiness. Your whole goal is to help people. So if it's not you, you want somebody else to connect with them. But I would love to know from your perspective, do you feel overwhelmed at all? Or I don't want to use the word inadequate, but I think sometimes social media can make us feel inadequate. So do you ever feel like you compare your business dreams and aspirations with those that are maybe already a step ahead of you or 10 steps ahead of you or whatever? Yes. So I did start a Instagram and YouTube channel because I just got all this feedback about how this is the way to go. You know, this, if this is what you want, this is how you get there. Social media. And so, you know, I got these platforms and I mean, I'm posting maybe two, three times a week if I'm lucky. Cause I mean, at the time, you know, I was still working that full-time job. So, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is never going to work because, you know, she's posting five times a week, you know, (laughs) all these thoughts running through my head, just comparing myself. And I, but I really think that if your intentions are good, if you're doing this because you love it and because you want to help other people, I think it's going to succeed. I think that it's not going to help you comparing yourself to others. And it's not going to help if others are trying to compete with you. I think if you have the best intentions, then only good can come from it. Oh, I, I love that. And I think that that's so true. And I also think that a big thing with, you know, like we were saying with just 
social media is we tend to downplay um, our ability. So it's it doesn't have to be where you're at. It, it can just be your ability, right? I think, you know, my uh, what did my grandma always say? Um, she used to say, don't marry for money, marry for potential, which I think <laughs> is so awesome. But I think also sometimes we overlook our own potential, right? We overlook our own abilities because we might not know them yet. We might not, they may, I, you guys, I'm 31 and I'm still figuring things out every day. I'm still taking new business steps. I mean, writing a book, are you kidding me? I mean, <laughs> literally writing was, I was a math science person, still am. Like, give me an exact answer, right? Like math and science, you get exact answers. There's exact, you know, literally logistics and logic behind it. Whereas writing, I'm like, what do you mean? Like statistics? I was horrible at because I could get the answer. And then it was like, oh, well now explain how you got it. I was like, why? This is the answer. (laughs) So, you know, for me, I'm, but now I'm realizing that writing isn't obviously what it was in school. It's now something that I do have a potential for. I essentially am a writer, you know, writing captions every single day and blog posts. It's such a different side of things, but I think we overlook our ability. We overlook our potential because we instantly compare it to somebody else. Right. And we underestimate our own ability to find our own voice. So I think that's where it's so valuable. Like you, I feel like even you and I talking before we hopped on this, you and I, our goal is to help people and we love coaching. We love health and fitness, but I can already feel there's a different energy behind both of our aspirations. Right. And that's something that is so awesome and is so valuable. That's Mm -hmm. what we want. We don't want, (laughs) you know, and I think we're all learning with the world and everything like different is not bad. Like different is what we want. We don't want clones of all the same things. And I think it's easy to fall into that trap. I know for me, for the longest time, I just wanted to follow the trend because that seemed to be successful. I think you can attest that oh, like for sure. We don't want that, right? And I think it's also when you're in this transitional phase, you know, starting this new venture, it can be so debilitating if you do compare yourself to others because you can, you know, look at you'd be like, "Oh, well, she's certified and has 50 clients and this huge following and I just I have like 100 followers or whatever the case is, you know." And and that just really, it, it hinders your self-esteem. And then you don't feel like you can go achieve these things. If you're looking at somebody that's been working towards something for 10 years and you're on day one. So I think it's really important to step back sometimes. And um, I definitely have to practice that. You know, I I have a separate, um, like a personal and then just a fitness Instagram. And I honestly just spend most of my time like interacting on my personal and then switch over to the fitness to do what I'm there to do, which is help people with these workouts. Yeah. And I know you and I have chatted about that. It's you guys, it's totally anybody listening. It's not necessary to have the two. I think sometimes we all just feel more comfortable when we split that when we're, you know, either starting a business or like you said, sometimes it's also really nice to have a personal one. So you can still go on to social media and enjoy it. Not that I don't enjoy opening up mine, but it's not, um, Exactly. So I think that's a big thing, but I also think, you know, it's very valuable to also hear me on this, that numbers do not mean success. Okay. So no matter what the following is that somebody has, that does not mean success. I think a lot of people think, how can I grow my account? Because then I'll start my business. No, I promise you numbers do not mean success anything, especially now you guys, Instagram has an entirely different algorithm. It's all new. Ultimately, you just want that one person to connect with you, right? Like, I mean, Isabel, you have six women right now, but that if one of them has a positive outcome, they're going to tell three, four, five, six people, right? And that's how things grow. And it's, you know, 
I think that that's where we overlook things. People think, oh, I have to have a following and then I'll start. And I think that that, I love that that's not what you've reflected on. I love that it's more of a passion that you have. And you're like, I need to answer this. You know, I need to, this, this passion, this feel, I need to answer with something, right? Like I need to come back at it with something else. And so I just really want to drive that home that numbers do not mean success. Like that is something that I don't think anybody should have to look at a number and feel validated. Like, okay, now it's okay for me to start this. Um, mm-hmm. cause that's just something that it just doesn't correlate. And I know that it can seem like it might because, you know, likes or follows or whatever, it really, it does not. So I love that that's not, that hasn't been a driving force for you. I love that you didn't, I feel like for a lot of us, our story is, oh, we started sharing our fitness journey and then people started asking for help. And then we got certified. Whereas yours is totally opposite. It's a (laughs) straight up passion that you're just like, I'm going to make this into my profession. And I don't need to sit there and, you know, get the following before I take my first step. That's not part of your first step plan, right? Like your first step plan is way different than that. And I love that. And I think that's very, very valuable for people to take away and to, to drive home for sure. Right. I I mean, I definitely, like I said, in my day to day, my priority is studying and helping the women that I am right now. And if I get to post on Instagram or YouTube, that's great, but that's, that's not where my priority is. Um, it's with learning and helping as much as I can. Absolutely. And you know what? There might come a, a time and place when that studying is done and you're like, oh, wow, now I have some space to introduce a little bit more growth into my business, exactly. right? Because now, now you can actually form your business. Right. Um, and you know, I love, obviously, it's crazy over easy. So um, <laughs> how are you kind of embracing the craziness of this all? Like whether it's family support, boyfriend support, the transition of your now day-to-day life, right? Not getting up and going to the office. So how are you kind of adjusting and embracing all of that? Right. Well, I think it can be really scary at first for a lot of people. Um, And it definitely was for me on day one. But I have to just constantly remind myself that, okay, I planned for this. You know, I worked six more months once I made the decision so that I could be in a position where I don't have to have it all figured out on day one. Like I have time. I planned for this. I've worked for this. Just enjoy it. Um, so that's one thing is just like reassure yourself that you've done the work to take it at the pace that you need to. Um, and then also it's just, which I'm also, this is also a learning curve for me because like I said, I'm in the thick of it, but I have to really try to be present. So this also goes back to the social media, but just put your phone down, you know, at the end of the day. So when it's five o'clock, I'm, I'm done, you know, um, I'm putting my phone down I'm putting my laptop away. And I'm, you know, enjoying all the other aspects of life so that I'm not constantly consumed by this yes. new venture. Because when you don't have that nine to five job and you're working for yourself or you're working from home, you you don't have a time to turn it off, you know? You There's no boundaries. Right. So it's like, yeah, I could, you know, keep it going, work till nine, but I would not be in a good place. I wouldn't be showing up for myself and I wouldn't be showing up for my loved ones if I did that. Um, so I'm so happy you brought that up though, because I, I mean... I'm at a place right now that I'm struggling to admit it. Like I have zero boundaries and I'm I'm burnt out. Like I'm very fried. But I also think that I'm putting pressure on myself because baby's coming and I just don't know what that's going to look like. And mm-hmm. so I love hearing that because I always talk about for me, 
I don't open up my phone in the mornings from a mindset perspective, but it's not a boundary perspective, if that makes sense. So for me, I like to start my day, no phones at all, literally nothing. Like I don't care if I wake up at 4 a.m. Like I don't touch my phone till 7.30. Um, If I post anything, like I'll actually have recorded it earlier and then I'll post it like a boomerang or whatever, Mm -hmm. Um, just because... I really was falling into the trap of letting others dictate my mindset for the day. But I I don't know why I'm struggling with setting those boundaries. Like if I see a DM come in, I get anxious almost um, because I'm like, oh, I got, I haven't, I have not responded to people in X amount of hours. And right now, I mean, I think everybody, I've been pretty open about it. I haven't been checking my DMs because I legitimately haven't had the time or the space for it. So I love that you bring that up that like, Hey, it's five. I'm shutting down because life still continues. Right. And I haven't learned that. <laughs> so I mean, that just, <laughs> that just goes back. my husband because, Oh yeah. That goes back to us, you know, sitting down for this podcast. I mean, we tried to get it together for, uh, you know, a couple of weeks, but seriously, I mean, it's just life, life happens. And you, and I think most people understand that, but especially for you right now, you are at this huge turning point and you need to take care of yourself and your family first. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, people know that. Yeah, for sure. But I do love that that's something, you know, in terms of like embracing that craziness or not even embracing it, but being able to adjust to it. I think that's a good way of putting it. You know, a lot of us are going to go through a time where crazy over easy is going to be the way of life. I, I really highly doubt unless you're choosing the easy route. I think most of us are on a little more of a crazy over easy path. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think creating boundaries is such a huge element to that. And I think it's such a huge way of being able to embrace that crazy ride, right? Like that's something you're like, okay, if I create these boundaries, then I can embrace it because I can actually make it through. Cause otherwise it just, you crumble, right? If, <laughs> right. If you, something, something's got to give. Like, let's, yeah, something's got to give. Right. So I would love to know, just to leave everybody with one last kind of thought, you know, I love that you're in the thick of this. I love that you're in the middle of that path, but it, you can just hear the excitement and you can hear that passion, but you can also hear that this wasn't easy for you, right? Like this wasn't an easy decision or transition to make. So for anybody who's just maybe... I think a lot of us, maybe you're feeling like the people listening, you guys are feeling, you know, this potential transition coming up or something of unhappiness or something of unfulfillment. What would maybe be your message to them? Because not all of us can pick up and change profession, right? Like that's not a path that a lot of us can take. Right. So when it comes to any transition of life, like what would kind of be your, your initial, you know, I think that there's probably a couple things that you can do. One is, I know that I say this all the time and I'm sure you do too, but just give yourself grace. So when you're in these big times, realize it and don't take it lightly. Um, And don't think that anybody does it without having, you know, side effects being more sensitive or emotional or what tired, whatever the case may be. So give yourself some grace, first of all. But just realize that you don't have, once you realize that, you know, you might want to make a change, it doesn't have to be this huge step. I I didn't do that. I just decided to learn more. So you can just take on something else that adds to your life and enhances it without completely disrupting it, if that makes any sense. That makes complete sense. And I love that. I love that you said adds to it and enhances it. Cause I think a lot of, and that could be picking up a book, right? Like that could be as simple as picking up a book that you've been wanting to read forever, whether it's personal enjoyment, cause that'll be personal growth or whether it is a 
a self-help book or a business book or something that you've been, you know, trying to learn. But I love the quote also, if not now, then when? That's mm-hmm. something that I've really been trying to work on because we can put these things down. We can talk about them. We can place them on our heart. But you guys really, if not now, then when? I mean, laundry, right? Like, oh, <laughs> oh the load of, that load of laundry is ready. Okay, why don't you put it in? You know, like mm-hmm. it needs to be switched. Okay, switch the laundry. So if there's a moment where you're just doing something, oh, I need to go get those dishes or I need to go downstairs and grab that box out of the back alley, whatever it is. If not now, then when? Like hold that to yourself. And right now, if you're listening to this and you've been having something on your heart, I want you to grab the notes on your phone. I want you to grab a journal and start writing something down. Those thoughts, you guys, journaling does not have to be a prompted journal. It can literally be stuff that you are spewing out that's on your heart and on your head right now. So if not now, then when? Okay, so just take a step, do something to get you to that next place, but also know you know, it just, it can, it can be something to enhance your daily life. Like Isabel said, it does not need to be something crazy and life altering. So, um, Isabel, where can they find you where, you know, I know right now you're finishing up certifications. I love, like we keep saying you're in the thick of it. Uh, you know, business models are not formed at the moment, but for (laughs) anybody listening to this down the road, you could be a full blown coach. So obviously don't hesitate to reach out, but also from my perspective, I just love, love having you on and hearing this. Cause like I keep saying, I love sharing the struggle and sharing the journey and it doesn't have to be negative, right? Like I feel like everything that you're putting out there is so positive. So I just want you to know how much I appreciate that. But, um, also so valuable, valuable for people to hear whether they do have a transition on their heart or they're in the middle of it right now. So where can they find you to either follow your journey or to reach out and just chat? Yeah, I would love that. Um, so on Instagram, I am, my handle is Isabel C fit. Um, and I'm sure you'll put that in the notes because is everything will be. (laughs) And then, um, YouTube is just Isabel sprinkles. Um, and I do have a coaching website in the works. So if you just follow me along on there, then you'll be updated about it. But I had so much fun, Carly Ann. And as much as I talked about myself the whole time, I, you, always shed a new light for me. And it's always so great talking to you. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Of course. Thank you. You're, you're so wonderful. And for everybody listening, I'll have all the Instagram, YouTube, all that down below, as well as websites. You guys can just literally, I think you just like swipe up on your, on your episode and everything is right there. Um, but feel free to reach out to either of us and, you know, we will chat it up. You guys know I'm definitely easier to connect with through email because my DMs do get crazy, but (laughs) Isabel, I just appreciate you more than anything. And, um, yeah, I know people will be reaching out, but I also know they'll find so much value in this episode to know that, you know, we're, we're not alone in those struggles and all of us can be on a journey and be uncertain, but uh, still resonate with one another. So thank you so much for being on and for everybody listening, make it a great day and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Your continued support means more than you know. If you enjoyed today's podcast, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast, as well as screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. I would like to thank each and every one of you, as well as my editor and producer, Michael, for making this podcast possible. I appreciate each of you so much. And if you'd like to know more about me or follow me on other social medias, you can find me on all platforms at Carly Andell. Thank you again, and I'll catch you in the next episode.